your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Katie, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'd like to thank you for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen this Friday afternoon. And as always, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And in today's episode, we will be breaking down last night's game against the Ottawa Senators because there's a lot to talk about with this game. So, obviously, first things first, the Hurricanes ended up losing this game 3-2. to two. This was a very, very frustrating game would be the word I would use here because this is something that the, this was a game that the Hurricanes should have won. Now, obviously, even though the Senators are at the bottom of the standings and, and all that stuff, they are still at the end of the day an NHL team that gets played to, that gets paid to play professional hockey. So they're obviously going to be better hockey players than me, than you. So you know. These guys are professionals, so, and hockey is a very finicky game, and anything can happen on any given night, as we just saw. So I do think it's important to say that, that, this, that the Senators are, at the end of the day, an NHL team and professional hockey players. They're better than all of us will ever be combined. So <laughs> let's definitely just say that. And But this was a game... Again, that the Hurricanes should have won. And when you look at the shot count, they really should have won. Heck, at the end of the first period, it was 20-3. to three. Carolina Hurricanes had 20 shots on goal. And the Senators had three. Guess who had the lead? Ottawa. But yeah, at the end of the first period, it wasn't like the Hurricanes necessarily played bad. So it was definitely one of those things like, okay, yeah, we, we can come back from this. Lucky goal, whatever. You know, um, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, we we ended up being down two nothing in in the second period. And then it wasn't until a late push in the third period that we even tied it up. And then Ottawa took it or we honestly gave it right away because Ian Cole ended up knocking it in. So, yeah, two of their goals came off of Hurricanes players, Ian Cole and Marty Natchez. So that's very frustrating there. And at the end of the day, you look at the shot count. The Hurricanes had their highest shot count all season long. They had 49 shots on goal. The Senators had 20. So this is this, this was frustrating because statistically and you know on the papers the hurricanes really should have won this game and 
you this was the ninth time in the past 13 games that the Carolina Hurricanes scored two goals or less. And I'm just kind of wondering what it will take for the Hurricanes offense and power play to get going. Thankfully, in last night's game, Tavo's goal was a power play goal. So, so that's good there. I want to say that was the first power play goal, I think, like seven or nine games, something like that. So it'd been a while since their power play had done anything of note. And that was Tavo's 100th career goal. He finally got it. So that's good for him there. And then Andre Sveshikov, whenever he scored his goal, he did what the Carolina Hurricanes need to be doing and just creating a net front presence. Because you look at what he did, he did it. He got a rebound and he shot it in the net and it went in. I mean, it that right there is what the Hurricanes need really need to be doing to get their offense rolling again. And I think, you know, one thing that they're obviously doing, and you know, at this point we're just starting to sound like a broken record with the problems that this team is having right now when it comes to the offense is Again, they're passing too much. They're lacking some finish to their game. They're not very dangerous. And so, you know, it it's very frustrating there. This game wasn't as sloppy as the one against Dallas. So that that's good. And it wasn't in, like they necessarily played a bad game. But at the end of the day, we need to stop with the moral type victories of oh they they played good and but you know it just didn't go their way and it wasn't and that's also one thing to say you know because you know they did play a good game it wasn't you know like the Dallas game it it wasn't a game like that and but this offense is struggling mightily and you can't blame it on missing three defensemen right now you you can't blame it on that but this was very frustrating the first period again it was fine the second period was definitely the worst out of all three periods for sure and third period was all right they obviously you know had their little late game push there to where they could have won this game. But again, they just gave it right up. And we made Anton Forsberg look like a Vezina caliber goaltender. And we can't be doing that with every single goalie we go up against. We did that against Washington. We did it against Dallas. Hell, we did it against Seattle. And... <laughs> Like I said, I mean, these guys are professional hockey players, so they are talented. But this is definitely one where it's almost like the loss says more than a win would. Because you know, if the Hurricanes won this game, it would be like, yeah, they're supposed to win this game. I would be saying a lot of the things that I said in the preview like all right this game was a bounce back game for the hurricanes they're supposed to win this game this is a game that they could have got 
that they would have gotten their confidence back with, yada, yada, yada. But now, like I said, the loss almost says more than the win because this definitely raises some issues with, again, the offense. But we're going to continue diving into this game. We're going to go down period by period and continue to figure out what the Carolina Hurricanes need to do to get back on track before they head up on their road trip into Western Canada. We'll be back right after this. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge, and now you can also switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone, so you can listen to all of the latest episodes of this podcast and all of your other favorite ones. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can also harness all that brave power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G. When you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks, more power to save Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere for all phones or networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Now, getting back into this game, like I said, the the first period was fine. It wasn't like the Hurricanes necessarily played bad hockey. It, it's just a fact that they're not getting the puck luck that they were having at the beginning of the season. I think definitely part of it can be factored down to just a lack of luck because there was one goalie interference call that was total BS, honestly. I believe it was in the second period, or may have been in the third. But Ottawa went and scored a goal. And I, actually, it was in the second period because it was their second goal of the game. It was, But I forget who it was that scored the goal for Ottawa. Let's see who it was that scored that second goal for them. Because this was, again, this was a complete BS goal is actually in the third period. Excuse me. It was for Minton, and it he basically crashed over on Tiranta. And there was originally a goal, then it was no goal. And then Ottawa challenges and it gets overturned to a goal. I didn't even know you could challenge a no goal. And because it was already, the officials went back and reviewed it after it was originally called a goal. They went, they went and reviewed it, determined it was no goal because of goalie interference. And then Ottawa challenges it, and then it gets reversed again. And I didn't know that you could challenge an already reversed call. I, I don't know with the rules with the NHL anymore. I don't know what goalie interference is. I don't know what interference is. I don't know when and when you can challenge a play and when you can't because 
there's no consistency with the NHL's officiating. Because you look at this game right here, oh, you can bowl over a goalie, it gets called a goal, the officials can then review it, call it a null goal, oh, never mind, I'm going to use my coach's challenge, I'm going to challenge it, and then I'm going to get that goal. And I just, like I said, there's just no consistency with the NHL. And there were obviously missed calls all over this game, but this was the biggest one that really has fans and it kind of seemed like players up in arms as well. You you can definitely t- tell in like the post game stuff when guys were asked about this that they're definitely trying to pick and choose their words carefully, obviously. But yeah, this was very very frustrating for the Hurricanes to have something like that happen because it's just extremely deflating and. Again, it just makes no sense with the NHL's officiating. Like, it definitely seems like over the past two, three seasons, two to three seasons, like, things have gotten way worse. Not just with the NHL, but you look at the NFL, NBA, those as well. It definitely feels like the officiating has gotten way worse over the past few years, over the past two, three seasons. And I just don't, I just don't know what it will take. Heck, you look at Rod Brindamore, who got fined $25,000 for showing emotion on the bench. And that was in the game against Washington. I haven't really had a chance to talk about it. But that was, again, just something that's total bs like you just expect your coaches to stand there like robots like seriously i I just don't understand where what the nhl is doing when it comes to handing out fines calling games and, and just all of this stuff i don't there's no consistency and it it's very very frustrating to watch something like that happen and I guarantee we we won't see a goal get overturned to no goal and then the coach challenge it and then it get turned back into a goal at all this season in any game we're not going to see that again this was something that shouldn't have happened and we're only going to see something that was a goal or that was originally called a goal overturned to no goal or something that was originally called a no goal get overturned to a goal we're not going to see goal no goal goal we're not going to see something like that again this year we're not like i said regardless of the game we're just not going to see it and it's extremely frustrating again because no consistency with the officiating in, in this game and something else that was very Frustrating and disheartening was the fact that Jordan Martinuk ended up getting hurt in this game. And it looks so far, I haven't seen anything this morning. But last night in the post game, Rod Brenmore said it looked to be something with his ankle. He didn't see when it happened, 
but I did see Marty on the bench really struggling to move around. He went to the dressing room, came back out, tried again, and then he just went back. So it appears to be an ankle injury so far. haven't seen anything today about it, but it's that's definitely frustrating because he's definitely not – He's not one that, you know, produces a bunch of offensive numbers, but, you know, like his intangibles that he brings in the locker room and off the ice and on the ice as well, that stuff, his penalty killing, and just how good that fourth line had been for the Hurricanes, now to be losing, that that's very, that's kind of frustrating because now you're down just yet another person. But I do think that now, depending on the injury to Marty, you know, I I don't know if he'll be playing tomorrow against Buffalo, but we'll just have to wait and see on that. But you imagine Derek Stepan might get slotted back into the lineup, and he was really good for the Hurricanes. I don't think he was one that really should have been getting scratched because he was really good and he was really creating some offense for us. So hopefully with him potentially slotting back in on Saturday, that can do something for us on the offensive side of things. And I really hope that the Hurricanes can keep, because they scored a power play goal in that game against Ottawa. That was the first in several games, and I'm hoping that they can continue to try to get their power play going again. Like, I get you're down some guys right now. I get it, but you, you seriously, your top guys need to be stepping up on the offensive side of things. Like, all right, our... Our quarterbacks for our power play are out right now. All right. So we really, and our power play is struggling. When we're at even strength, we really got to be stepping up and finishing our plays because, again, you look at the shot count in this game 49 shots was the final total. Like, you, come on, you, you got to get better at finishing. And I get, you know, you're, like the luck isn't on your side, but you go back to that Svetch goal where he had that real good net front presence. You see that's what's working. Go do that. So I hope that they will be able to do that on Saturday. And I hope that uh, Derek Stepan is able to slot back in the lineup. And it'll be interesting to see if Ethan Bear is also getting back in the lineup he's obviously having to get back into game form he's out for a little bit you know due to COVID protocol but now we'll just have to wait and see what happens on Saturday and we'll give a quick preview for Saturday's game against Buffalo right after this quick break bet online has you covered all season with more props odds and lines than ever before as Football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
just use promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit from basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, and even right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Grab a Built Bar. Built Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. And they're, of course, really high in protein, so you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. And you're going to have some hard time choosing with the flavors because they have so many good ones. We have a raspberry or mint chocolate, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or a peanut butter brownie. Me personally, I'm having peanut butter brownie. You guys know how much I love that flavor. And this holiday season, I know a lot of you guys like the marshmallowy treats around the holidays, so you need to get your hands on the Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through with different flavors all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they are packed with so much protein. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order when you use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, we're going to do a quick preview for Saturday's game against the Buffalo Sabres. I said in the preview for the Ottawa game that I felt that the Ottawa game and the Buffalo game would both be very important for the Hurricanes mentally before they get on their next road trip because they obviously lost back-to-back games against the Capitals and Stars. And now this game against Buffalo is even more important than it was to begin with because now you've dropped three straight and two of those games you had a hell of a lot of shots and just nothing is working for you so I think that the Hurricanes are really really going to be having to bring their A game in this in this game against Buffalo because now the Hurricanes again they've dropped three straight they're looking down on another long road trip and you don't want to be going in that road trip having lost four straight games you're on your first losing streak of the season and I think that we probably will see Derek Stepan slot in down on more than likely the fourth line Maybe the third, depending on how things get changed up. It wouldn't surprise me if the lines get shifted around a bit to try to get some offense going. If it were me personally, I would probably put the Sveshnikov, Ajo, Teravainen line together. I'd probably do that. I feel like that's probably your best bet. That's your most dangerous line. And really, I, I think that you need to maybe put Seth Jarvis with some really good playmakers as well because he's on a little bit of a slump now. He's not necessarily playing bad hockey, but he isn't 
as eye-catching as he was in those first few games. Again, he's not bad, but again, I I was really looking forward to seeing Tavo with Jordan Stahl to maybe try to get him going, but that kind of didn't work out. But I think the defense will be interesting with Ethan Bear potentially slotting back in of who will be the odd man out. I think Brendan Smith is definitely going to say, and honestly, I'll probably say Jalen Chatfield will be the guy that gets uh, knocked out of the lineup. I think Max Lazois, he has played really well. He he played a great game against Ottawa on that fetch goal. He was a real driving force on that play, and I, I was really pleased with how he played in that game. So I, I think that you know he's going to be one to stick around. Goalie wise, I'm not a hundred percent sure who we're going to see on this one. I'd like to say say we'll probably see Frederick Anderson because now with that loss, that actually put Auntie Ranta under 900 save percentage. She's actually at a .894 save percentage now, which is wild to think about, which I know he'll bounce back, of course. Uh, and same with Freddie. He... Yeah, he had those losses, and again, they're not all on the goalies by many means, but they obviously do, you know, they, that gets in their head, just like it gets in every other player's head. So I think we'll probably see Freddie in goal against Buffalo, but honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if we do see Auntie Ronta go back-to-back, because he hasn't gone back-to-back this year, and I think... Buffalo would be a good team for him to go back to back against because it's he's obviously you know, he's a good goaltender of course you know he, he the Hurricanes wouldn't have signed him if he wasn't but you know he's not Frederick Anderson and you know I think that Buffalo that would be a good game to definitely for him I think it's time to give him a back-to-back. Freddie, you know, is constantly doing these back-to-backs and constantly playing multiple games in a row. I think it's time to let Auntie Ranta play a couple games in a row, let Frederick Anderson have a little bit of a break. And because, again, you're fixing to go on this long road trip. So let's see. Let's give it to Ranta. Let's give him uh, two games in a row. And... I think that the game against Buffalo is interesting because they got out to such a hot start, but now they've obviously cooled off. They are now at a 8-12-3 record. They have, they're coming off loss against Florida, a loss against Seattle, and a loss against Detroit. So they're coming in on a three-game losing streak of their own. So both of these teams are going to be really hungry for a win. And you, they had the win against Montreal, but you look before that, they had a four-game losing streak to Boston, Columbus, New York, and Calgary. So this is going to be a team that they're wanting to bounce back. You like Ottawa, so you're going to be playing against a really desperate, hungry team, and you're going to have to match that desperation 
and that hunger. And because the Sabres have shown this year that they can be dangerous. I know, it's surprising. The Buffalo Sabres being dangerous? What the heck? But they have shown that. So the Hurricanes are really going to have to have their top guys step up. And they're going like Svetch in the Ottawa game. He was by far their best player in that game. We need that. We, we need that effort from all of our top guys. We need it from everyone. But Svetch, Aho, Trocek, Natchez, Jarvis. We need it from those guys for sure. Because Buffalo is going to be bringing that energy. We need to exceed that energy. And I think if the Hurricanes can do that. And like I said earlier in the episode. Like I've said in the past previous episodes. They have got to create a net front presence if they're going to win the games. You cannot shoot it from way far out every single shot. It's fine you know, if that is part of your repertoire, but you can't make that your whole game. And that's something that the Hurricanes have done. And that lack of a net front presence has really plagued this team over these past few games. They are 6-6-1 six, six, and one in their last 13 games. It's that 9-0-0 start seems like a lifetime ago at this point. So the Hurricanes, they got to create that net front presence, and they got to get better at finishing. they got to have better rebound control. So if they can do that, I think they can come away with the win on Saturday, and I think they can go onto that road trip on the right foot. Now, it's obviously one thing to sit here and say it, but... They've been struggling, and it seems like it's easy fixes, but it's not always an easy fix. So we'll just have to wait and see what the Hurricanes do to see if they can get out of this slump because it's the same issue night after night. So hopefully they can fix it. But in the meantime, make sure you follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And now that you've made Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of the day, go make Locked on Bets your second listen, your daily one-stop shop for all of your sports gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, and expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all streaming platforms. So whatever you're listening to this show on, it's going to be on there as well. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.